Welcome to the Straight Cut. I am Aaron Shuttleworth. And I'm Mark Langenfeld. And I'm Doug Groves. We're here in the Members Lounge at West End on a Black Friday. Uh, are you ready for the craziness to ensue on the uh, the killer deals that we got uh, going on today? I'm ready. Uh, I got ready Wednesday. We started <laughs> running our deals Wednesday, and it was absolutely nuts. Oh, no. uh, but I loved it. It was great. I saw a lot of faces that I hadn't seen in a while, so... Uh, it was good to see some old customers. Yeah, yeah. It was a. I was up here for a while, just hanging out and everything, and so just seeing everybody come in, just pouring. I was like, should I go help him? Nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I can handle it. I'm a big boy. <laughs> but like we said, it's uh, it's a Friday morning here. First Friday morning we recorded, and it's uh, it's an early one, boys. Early. It is early. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you guys are doing to me, but y'all got me out of bed early this morning. But uh, uh, hadn't been on here in a while. Aaron, you're doing a great job with the podcast. Appreciate it. And uh, doing superbly. And uh, Mr. Mark, welcome to the Straight Cut. Thank you, Doug. It's uh, it's good to be uh, part of the team now. And uh, glad to have you on. You, uh, <clears throat> you're one of my faves here because you own... You're related sort of indirectly to my wife, so uh, I, I, <laughs> in I a roundabout you, way. Yes. In a roundabout way, you uh, both named Groves, and so uh, I consider you family. No, I'm, I'm glad to see you on here. I'm glad to, uh, I'm excited to see what you bring to the show. Uh, I know you and Aaron are uh, gonna gonna do a great job. You guys uh, interact very well together. Yep, I'm looking forward to it, and. Uh, Future ahead is going to be bright, but today we are smoking the My Father uh, La Promesa. Mm. We have an event coming up uh, Friday or no Thursday this year, this time December fifth. Um, so we'll be coming out out the day after, but we'll still be running the deals and specials like we always do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the uh, the La Promesa this morning, and it's a uh, it's a pretty good morning smoke for it being a you know a stronger cigar. Yeah, it's got a nice start to it. It's. Uh... It is it is a stronger cigar as you would expect mm-hmm. um, from uh, my father, but it is it's got a nice. This is my first time smoking it. So really, uh, this is your first yeah, one. Yeah, right. so um, well, I smoked a treat. I, I smoked the wrong one getting ready. So <laughs> just going to mark that down as two hours for a future podcast. Yeah. But uh, this is a really nice, uh, really nice. I'm not a huge my father smoker. Are you a, a my father smoker? Uh, I am, yeah, because it's uh, I, I prefer the the Nicaraguan and everything, yeah. so I I definitely teeter more towards their line. Um, I I I think everything, but maybe one or two cigars, I is really really like. And honestly, my favorite one that they make, it's kind of like a, as you call it, it's like the deep cut. It's not the one that everybody would expect. And I know which one that is. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's the same cigar. Is it? Which one? La Duena. Which one, though? Petite Lancero. The number seven. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my yeah. favorite, my father. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is. It's just there's something about it that it's, it's, uh, I don't know. That cigar, that size, uh, you're right. It's almost like a completely different cigar, separated from the other Vitolas of that cigar. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is my favorite, my father's cigar. Yeah. This La Promesa is quickly... Becoming 
Mm. It is. It, it may take. I over. mean, th- I've this had three is, of these now, yeah. and it may take over the Lodoni. This is really nice. But other than that, I kind of agree with Mark. I don't smoke a lot of my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're great cigars. I know that. Uh, great tobacco. Great quality and construction. But I, I don't know why the Lodoni, the Jaime, uh, Jaime Garcia, love that cigar, and now this one's. Yeah, so, and this yeah. one's the the new boy to the market. This one is uh, what was it, the. Uh, came out of IPCPR this, this year this year yeah. so i mean it hasn't yeah. been out that terribly long long 6 months or so but it's uh it is it's a really really good one yeah the and i always forget about the Jaime uh, garcia mm-hmm. on this and and so i i do smoke a good deal of <laughs> <laughs> of my father's i just don't have my father on it cuz that's one of my favorite cigars i mean it should be my father's when you talk about uh, you know the people involved in the in blending of the cigars. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. With, oh yeah. I mean, you're not looking for more pedigree than than the people who 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 produce these cigars. Right? Well, in the in the field that it's grown in. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were you weren't at that factory, but you were right across the street. I was, but I was but across the street. Uh, a lot of the t- Esteli in Nicaragua. That's the. Uh, it's called the new. New Havana City. Yeah. Is what they call it now. Uh, there's actually a company out there called HVC, mm-hmm. New Havana City, out of Nicaragua. But uh, this cigar, and you're talking about the quality and, and, and uh, the family, the, Gar- uh, the Garcia family. When Jose Papin Garcia left Cuba in 2001, he made a promise. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the way that's yeah. why this is named. Yeah. yeah, he made a promise to his family that he would be a success in the tobacco and cigar industry. And uh, what is it? At least 18 years later, mm-hmm. here he is with two number one cigars. A number two last a, year. A number two. He's been in the top ten with Cigar Aficionado many times. And so hence the name La Promesa, The Promise. And I would expect this to be in the top ten uh, oh. for this year coming out. If not, it's a vastly injustice to, mm-hmm. to what the cigar is. Yeah. Um, but we'll touch more on the sizing and wrapper and profile and everything later on. But tonight, or I guess today or this morning, whichever you want to call it <laughs> today, um, want to bring Doug on because he is now the new shop manager of our house shop, Weston Cigars in Little Rock. And I have to say in Little Rock now because... We now have a West End Cigars in Conway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you are now the in-house day-to-day operations at, uh, at the Little Rock location. So yes, I am. You got, a, you got some big shoes to fill with Steve going on to, to Ashton, but I believe it's uh, well under your control and you have every capability of doing that. Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, when I started working here, I was semi-retired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> now you're the, back to full-time. The, the guys here knew I needed something to stay busy with, so they put me to work. So went from working three days a week to four days a week, mm-hmm. and then four years later, trying to run the dang place, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, hey. so much for semi-retirement. Yeah, you go from, from you know, sitting around all day, just enjoying cigars up here, to now, like, Holy crap, I got to do everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I enjoy it. Uh, great crew of guys that hang out up here. Customers are awesome. Couldn't ask for a better uh, crew to work with, uh, to be employees with. Uh, everybody gets along, and uh, that makes everything worthwhile. Yeah, I know that one employee you have, Aaron. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, was it? Yeah, well, could be an asshole, but he's pretty good. <laughs> he can be an asshole, and that I did say that with a question mark. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's not not up here, but uh, 
It's a it's a challenge adjusting uh, to, to running a cigar shop. I mean, you your previous history is not in retail as much not in, not behind the counter retail. Uh, I've yeah, not behind. A lot of people don't know. I, I did spend a lot. Not a public facing kind of retail. I, I spent a lot of years. Uh, I grew up in retail. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So yeah, yeah my dad had oh. two pharmacies. Yeah, up in uh, Northeast Arkansas. So yeah, I, I grew up. Working my dad's stock room, checking in stock, stocking shelves, standing behind the counter, waiting on customers, running the register. Uh, All the things you can't do nowadays at a pharmacy if you're a kid. Right, (laughs) right, exactly, exactly. But uh, Filling prescriptions, talking about them. This is a different type of, I mean, it's retail, but it's it's different in in the way that we're much more than a retail shop. Yeah. You know, as, as we talk about so many times on this show, uh, it's about building relationships with other people and, and camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, that's so much of that integrated into this shop. And uh, that makes working in retail a lot more fun. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. like it, this is one of the only places where the, uh, you know, the product is only 50% of the transaction. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, the interaction, the camaraderie, the exactly just everything like that is the other half right to watch, to watch you work the room you, you you do set the tone for for the people but you when somebody comes in you, you you generally remember their name you uh you interact with them you remember the conversations you had and that 50 percent that you're talking about that's not cigars comes pretty natural to you it appears maybe it's a lot of work but you make it look good well yeah it's part of it uh you got to know people when I was working at the drugstores with my dad. And then when I had my business, uh, I dealt with a lot of retail store owners and managers. Okay. Uh, I had to get to know those guys and, and you know, to do better business with those guys, I had to learn their names and the name of their wives and how uh-huh. many kids they had and if they liked to deer hunt or what their hobbies were. So, you know, uh, but I do, I enjoy conversing with folks, uh, and I, I hope they enjoy conversing with me. I don't know if I would enjoy myself or not, but mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I do. Does that make any sense? As one of your yeah, customers, yeah. I, I do. We've had uh, many fascinating conversations um, as well as many goofy and stupid conversations, but I've always enjoyed it. Uh, last Was it last Saturday that you uh, covered for someone else? Was it? Uh, uh, and it was like we're rolling the oh, old school. That's up right. Here Saturday oh, night. Yeah, yeah. Saturday night. It used to be Doug here and myself on Saturday nights, and uh, and then a few people would join us, and we it was uh, it was very cool to. to I've got to figure out how to get back in on Saturday nights. You do at least once or twice. Well, see, a month. and what's nice now is that like I'm hanging out up here on Saturdays now because I recently just left the tattoo shop, and yeah. you know I've, I now have Saturdays back again. It's like holy crap! What the what is this like? I don't know. <laughs> it's don't, nice. I know. It's, it's nice, yeah, right? It's like, it's like, means what I'll do. I'll come up here in the morning, I'll edit. And then by like 10 o'clock, I'm done. I'm like, all right, so me and Mo can go do whatever, go to the farmer's market or go, you know, buy stuff or just <laughs> do nothing. And then come up here at night, watch some games and everything. I'm like, man, this is a, this is what Saturday's like. I haven't had, I haven't had a Saturday off in nine years. I'll tell you what, Saturday nights when I was working every Saturday night for two or three years. Man, we 
had a lot of good conversations, had a lot of good laughs, uh-huh. and we watched a lot of really good ball games. We did on television on, yeah. on Saturday. So nights. none of them being Razorbacks or Cowboys. No, no. <laughs> that, that was a shot to toward Dougie Fresh yeah. right there, y'all. Yeah. Shots yeah. fired. Well, they're playing today, so do you think they're going to do any good? Uh, do I think they're going to do any good against Missouri? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. You know, they, but it's, it's down. It's down. To, it, they have I mean, won it's here. one more game this season than I predicted they would win. So, so I. So I've already won my bet, but now that Steve isn't here anymore, I don't know if I'll be able to cash in. He probably doesn't even remember the bet that Kansas would win more games than Arkansas. Oh, well, Dude. here's the deal: uh, University of Arkansas Razorbacks football team this year is awful. They're terrible. But you have basketball. But I love them. Uh, I'm still a diehard Razorback fan. I'm proud of the boys. Uh, they're still out there doing it. And uh, uh, can't take that away from me. We will be back. Yeah, I was – you know, the LSU game was kind of um, – I mean, LSU is the best team in the country. So, it's it's tough to watch when the, the Hogs go against oh, that. But I really like – Just a yeah. Love the effort. The kids played hard. You got to see some young players, which was great. So, and uh, I just – my. Just checked my phone, Doug, and congratulations, Jason Garrett is the new coach of the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clap. <laughs> it's like win one, lose one. Take clapper. one the way you want it. Yeah, so I got rid of one coach at Arkansas, and I'm ready to get rid of the other coach in Dallas. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was embarrassing. Uh, Paula, my wife is a Buffalo Bills fan, but she's not. She's under the weather today, or she would have come up here and uh, – Rubbed it in? Rubbed it in hard. <laughs> How'd she become a Bills fan? Um, I think it might have been a minor crush on uh, Mr. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly? Uh, yeah. So I met Jim Kelly. I can see why. He's a he was he's, a, he's, he's a pretty, handsome man. He's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Paula has awesome taste in men. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. Out. So she, she yeah, she's a big Jim Kelly fan. We, as a matter of fact, um, for those years, we would go to, the, we don't go to the Super Bowl parties anymore. I've only been to one up here at the shop because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paula and I had a uh, four-year bad run of luck <laughs> going to parties. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, she, that, that's, I mean, that's hard to do. That's, and then that's short, pretty good. Shortly after that, we had the Bears-Colts uh, uh-huh. debacle, although uh, Devin Hester reverting, you know, returning the up when he touched down at least gave us a little bit of hope. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're not fond of Super Bowls anymore. So Well, I mean, you, have, you remember yours from 85. I do. You remember yours from the 90s. Um, and the I, 70s. And the set. Well, I'm saying like early. I'm like earliest one. Doug's old. Like I'm old. Yeah. My team hasn't been in since number four. <laughs> I mean, well, it's been fifty years. I was, I wasn't even thought of yet. So that's what seventy, nineteen seventy. Well, we we came in existence in sixty nine. So it was like seventy three. Seventy three. I I do not. Um, I'm a Bears fan. So you guys are all used to be annoying. Um, but, uh, you, I'll be honest, the Cowboys are less annoying now than they used to be. I know there's a lot of, uh, we don't have anything to be angst. annoyed about. Right. Uh, when you guys were winning all the time, you, you were annoying, <laughs> but anymore I'm, I'm okay with you guys. It's, it's funny. Like, I love that we can give everybody hell for whatever team they follow and whatever. Like, I don't, your team's your team. I don't care, but I'm going to rib you on it. But I've always said like my version of hell is being stuck in a room full of Cowboys and Steelers fans. And now that I work up here, you are, I am (laughs) just like, I'm stuck in a room of Cowboys fans and Steelers fans. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you're Aaron, you're a KC guy, Mark, you're a Chicago bears guy. I cannot name 
I probably couldn't name a handful of players that have played for Kansas City in the past. Now, if I look at Mark, I can go on and name Chicago Bears players. I can go on and yeah. on and on. And on. I'm not a I'm not a Bears fan, but I got to tell you, they've had a lot of superb. Oh yeah. Not only players on that team, but superb people on that team. And uh, yeah. some of I don't know what it is about Chicago, but they they know how to get the players. They do. Obviously, a huge Peyton fan, but you know it's you know, the Bears is a when you when you've been in existence as long as the Bears have, you're going to have have a few players. I think it's also because it's a family run business, and they've they've attracted some oldest good existing team, right? Yeah, maybe, pro team. Yeah, oldest existing pro team. Well, they were the Decatur Staley's before that. A little history lesson, um, and so yes, <laughs> where my where where Paul is from, so. Um, but they're one of the books now. Now deep in the books, yes, yeah. they are really average this year. I've not I've not watched a lot of NFL this year, other than being, when I've come up here to you know hang with people yeah. up here. And to be honest with you, with school going on, I've uh, had headphones on and actually been doing schoolwork while I <laughs> haven't really missed it. College football has been great this year, though. I've I love college about. football. Yeah, so much passion. I can watch college football. I don't care who the two teams are. Yeah, I don't have to have a dog in the fight, but. The, the college guys, they play with so much passion, and I think that is because they're trying to get somewhere and they haven't made it yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, the same thing with, you like, know. college basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. now with basketball season, mm-hmm. college basketball season started up. Mm-hmm. Like, the pros I'll watch, you know, when it gets down to, you know, playoffs and everything, but college basketball, I mean, the whole season is one giant playoff pretty much. So, dude, um, that's definitely true in the football. And you saying you watch college basketball because you're a Kansas Jayhawk fan. I think you're you're morally obligated. It's the one sport you actually do okay. You do better than okay at. Yeah, the uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Old Miss uh, Mississippi State uh, Egg Bowl game I did not uh, ended in in in, in so you, didn't see how, you didn't see how it ended? No, oh, I had no. I oh watched my uh, goodness. I scored watched. a touchdown. They were going to tie the game, I believe. Yeah, it, so they scored, scored a touchdown, down by one. They had the PAT to go. And the guy who scored, uh, like, crawled on all fours, lifted his leg, acted like he, he was like a dog pissing. 15-yard penalty, moves the PAT back from the 20 to the 35. Kicker missed the uh, PAT. What a moron. <laughs> Just right. like, what so, a moron. So the old Miss, who is the Rebels, um, and obviously Mississippi State's the Bulldogs, so it was a, t- a direct taunt yeah, uh, of yeah. the uh, other team. Yes, with like uh, no time left. It was oh my four, four seconds left. Yeah, Aaron yeah. and I were smoking a cigar last night, and it popped across my phone, and, and I went, well, you know, there's outlandish headlines on on uh, Facebook all the time, and I went, that can't be true. And then you look it up, and I went, well, that was the one headline that was actually true. <laughs> that guy, I'll be darned. whenever classes start back, Oh, After the holiday, that yeah. guy, the first day classes start back, he does not want to walk to class. No. no. He just yeah. wants to carry his lunch. <laughs> the, it's called the egg ball, and it's a fairly, I mean, one of the big transitions for me from up north to down south is up north is pro, yeah. right? I mean, they, we, yeah. they yeah. love the University of Illinois up north, and certainly I'm not going to disrespect to Ohio State fans or Michigan fans who are very passionate about what they do, but... Um, it's college football in the South, and it's college football all day. Mm-hmm. It's like not – it's not second. It's not It's not even 
pro sports isn't even a close second. Well, especially yeah. like in Arkansas when there is no pro team. But yeah, no, only but uh, even in Texas, unless you live in the one of the big cities that has the pro team. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's just not. I mean, Atlanta, Dallas. Stuff I mean, like it that. is what it is. We enjoy it. We enjoy it. Yeah. But you yeah, know. but you talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, obviously, um, you know, very popular in Texas, uh, very oh, nationally known brand. But I mean, you're talking down there, UT, University of Texas, and all that. Oh, and high school football. High school mm-hmm. football, crazy. Uh, high school there. football in Texas. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Well, I mean, in Ar- it's coming that way in Arkansas. I have my. Yep. My semifinal game, you know, as as of recording day tonight, and if we win that, we go back to state, back to back. So hopefully, uh, do that again. Well, high school football is really cool because it just it's such a big deal. It brings communities together mm-hmm. on one given night, yeah. a few nights of the year, and they can get together and they can cheer for each other's kids. And uh, you know, it's just a it's such a community gathering and like-minded people doing the same thing well it's like a you know small town friday night you know everything shuts Mm -hmm. down and that's it well let's touch on these cigars a little bit just getting into the second third of these um really really enjoying this one it's a it's a good uh morning smoke you know i'm more or less surprised you know since we're having this so early in the morning and it's not too harsh i smoke I smoke a lot of strong cigars. Yeah, well, I mean, day, yeah, I mean, all day long. Yeah. I, but I normally don't. You know what I, I normally don't have a cigar this early in the morning, though. So, it's usually like closer to noon. Well, let me let me tell you what I was smoking on the way here this morning. <laughs> I was smoking a Tatuaje Fausto as my first cigar. Oh, wow. Jesus! So that's pretty strong. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, that's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Um, I think one of the podcasts, uh, Guillermo Alvarez, mm-hmm. was on with Christoph, and he was talking about you see more and more people nowadays smoking heavier cigars, yeah. starting off their day with. Yeah. You know, he like, he made the comment used to everybody said, well, you have to start off with a Connecticut, yeah, a buttery cream, yeah, some first cigar of the day. But you look at people in shops anymore, and you see a lot of stronger cigars mm-hmm. lit up first thing. So. Yeah, when I was with the shop up in Springfield. Uh, one of the uh, employees and I would go in early and work, and he would like six in the morning. And uh, he's, a, you know, a, a great guy. And would we would sit there and have uh, a smoke first thing in the morning. And I, I don't necessarily dial down my first cigar, but I'm not choosing the heaviest cigar right yeah. out of the gate. He's a full uh, octane right in the morning. And he would start with the uh, with the uh, LFD uh, chisel, and you just go. Yeah. Sm- <laughs> him and I had worked, and he'd smoke a couple of those. And I just one day said. Dude, you're just more man than I am. The first thing in the morning, I just confess because I I can't do that. But but yeah, this is a this is a bit of a stronger cigar for a lot of folks. Yeah, first okay. thing, it so is creamy as heck. It, it is, is yeah. just for, creamy, yeah. creamy, creamy. So so here's the blend, and that's this is where the creaminess kind of comes as a surprise. The blend, the wrapper is a Ecuadorian Habano Rosado Oscuro, mm-hmm. and then the filler and and uh, binder is Nicaraguan. But for it being that Habano Rosado Oscuro, it does have that really nice creaminess. Yeah. Um, the has a little a little toothiness on the on the wrapper. Nice, I mean, excellent wrapper though. It's very, uh, it's a very pretty, very even color distribution. Everything the the band on it is really really nice. Um, he has very ornate bands. He does. He has some of the best bands out there. Um, just even the plain ones like the Laduania, 
just that little profile. It's so it's subtle and sexy at the same time. But then yeah. you have like, you know, the La Promesa, the the Gran Ofreta, or even the the uh, the nineteen twenty two. Um, I mean, every one of those bands. I mean, they definitely the bands fit the cigar. It's mm-hmm. a very rich tasting cigar. It's a very elegant cigar. You got to have the the band to to complement it, and it does, you know, extremely well. It's but, a cool band, uh, but I got to tell you what. You take the band off this cigar, and I'm enjoying it just as much. Oh yeah, yeah. man! Yeah. This thing is, this thing is lights out, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. It's creamy. I've got an oil feel on my lips. I like the. Uh, it's got a caramel, mm-hmm. leathery caramel note to it that is really cool. I just did a retro hail on it, and it's, it's subtle. It's like not because you do get a little bit of that spice on the back end, but on that retro, it's it's get a little more toasty, a little bready taste. I've got a question. What do you got? The word retro hell. <laughs> it's not a real word. Who came up with that word? And what does it actually mean? <laughs> it means to like well, so retro. We, I mean, I realize so we're we talked smoke about it through our yeah. nose, but so we talked about this with uh, with AJ. I mean, way back when, early on, the, yeah. early in the you know, early in the episodes, it's just breathing out pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just like, like, I mean, why do we say retro hell? Don't, why don't we just say I'm going to blow some smoke out my nose. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? It means it doesn't sound as good. So we're going to write Doug down as not marketing things. Because, <laughs> um, it's actually, retro L means blowing smoke from the 1950s out your nose. <laughs> yes, it's ret- exactly. That's what the point I was trying to make. We're, we're, you know, we're exhaling the old-fashioned way yeah, as old-fashioned. if we came up with some new way. I tell you, this cigar, though, the one thing I liked in the about cigars a lot of times one of the notes will be really strong and somebody will mm-hmm. say this is really peppery I, mm-hmm. I you know we you and i've talked about the punch uh, bare knuckles which is like yeah uh, can be at times like eating a, a leather belt yeah i mean it's that leather it's just that overpowering leather one of the things i always get with uh with the garcia family and and, and the my father's and, and the jaime is the notes are all together, yeah. but they're not. There's not like one note screaming at you. Hey, pay attention, Mr. Pepper over here. Yeah, we're super yeah. light. You know, no, they all, they all play together they very play together. well. They're extremely yeah. well blended cigars. He is, um, and, and his family because it's not just him. And I know that. Mm-hmm. That's well said. Of, well said. You're exactly right about their cigars and their flavors. Yeah, yeah. they're just mixed yeah. in right. And I that to me is it can be strong. It can be flavorful. Very flavorful. This cigar has great flavors. But there's there's no one note that's that's yeah. taking the front. There's a, there's a lot of notes that are winding. Well, in the in the first third of it, you get a lot more of that creamy creaminess. You know, starting with that second one, yeah. I get a little bit more of that toasty, that bread, just that spice. But it's not like a peppery spice. It's almost like a you get like a little nutmegish, and it's yeah. it's just not spicy. But you have you do get a little bit of that a little bit of that heat, and it's just. It's very, very nice. And, and just a little inside baseball because uh, it's important that we know, and I know, uh, Stephen, you used to have smoking contests. Um, this is the third podcast I've recorded with you, and you, you uh, I'm getting better because in the first podcast <laughs> I actually couldn't keep my cigar lit, and I smoked about an inch. Um, but this time I'm only about a half inch to an inch behind you. Yeah. I'm going to work on, on keeping up. That's we're going to we're, we're become, you know, make you a, a professional cigar smoker at the by yeah. the by After the time. 30 years, I haven't quite figured this out. <laughs> Here, let us show you how to do it more. <laughs> yeah. We've only been doing it for but, 10 or so years. And I, yeah. and I smoke cigars extremely quickly, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't necessarily. See, that's weird because a, I don't. Yeah. But on the, on the podcast, you we flip. Yeah. 
and I'm very thoughtful and considerate, which isn't normally the case. Um, but that boy, he, uh, I'm not a big fan of the split bands because to be honest with you, that's the one thing on the band that I'm critical of. Because although with his, they're big ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that smaller top band is mm-hmm. an opportunity to rip the cigar. And I'm not necessarily a fan of that. But they, they do a good like job of, not, of not gooping on yeah. the stuff. There's some bands where like you're always so afraid to take it off because you know yeah. it's going to rip the wrapper. But theirs, it's such a hard, stiff band. It, I mean, just a little comes off very flick easy. and it comes right off. And know? I know why I don't smoke a lot of these is because you guys have positioned the Tatawais right across the aisle from them, <laughs> which is an extremely simple band and might cause me to lose focus. When I <laughs> right. Well, this the, is, this is magic. Yeah, I, I like this one. So the Garcia family, my father's cigars is uh, rolling and making most of the Tatawahe cigars. Mm-hmm. So... Neither brand has too much goop yeah. on their bands. Yeah. They're always easy to get off. My so. general experience is the stiffer and the bigger the band is, the the easier it's going to come mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And the smaller, and just it it uh, they overglue them because they uh, it's hard. To, my guess is it's hard. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, and that you know. The, these are pretty wide bands, yeah. so you can get that pectin on just the middle, and it's fine. But fine. the smaller ones, you're going to get that pectin on the on the wrapper itself, and just yeah. do damage. But uh, but we wanted to have you come on today so we can start talking about you know the future of what you're going to be doing here at the shop. Um, you know, a couple like what are your goals for the you know the year coming up? And uh, since you now have been given the keys to the kingdom, um, what do you got planned? Oh. Uh- Two things, two goals mm-hmm. would be to increase sales. <laughs> and if I did not say that, I would not be a good manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, seriously, increasing sales is not only a good thing. It, the business owner is not the only one who benefits. Yeah, The customers and employees alike will benefit from that. Um, it can only help a business as far as upgrading and making sure in, in our business, making sure you have quality cigars, quality yep. product, and uh, enough of it when you want it. Yeah. So uh, that's obviously uh, the first one. And two would be uh, not to be a jerk boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's funny. But, you know, if I was a jerk boss, mm-hmm. you guys would, wouldn't want to work for me or work with me. I don't need anybody quitting, yeah. right? I've got a great crew. Uh, the crew does, uh, all you guys, Aaron, uh, do a fantastic job. And uh, so I just want to make sure that everybody stays happy, hunky-dory, and gets along. And I get along with everybody, always have. I want to continue to do so. It makes my job a lot easier yeah. uh, because I have found that working five days a week now in a cigar shop, there's a lot more to it than people realize. Oh yeah, uh, I'm doing doing a lot of things I was doing before, plus a lot more mm-hmm. when it comes to ordering cigars, uh, accessories, things like that. Making sure we have what we need when we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a constant, constant thing. You're always checking, always ordering, and uh, you have to be always, there's, there's always a, to be a step and ahead. Then, and there's a balancing act with ordering cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it is cool working at a cigar shop, as you know, and as you know, Mark, cause you've done it too. 
uh, one thing we've I hear a lot, and I know both of you guys have heard a lot. Man, I want your job. Mm-hmm. That's the coolest thing, you know, working <laughs> at a cigar shop. Well, yeah, it's cool, but it, you know, guys, it ain't that cool, but it's cool. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. work. Yeah, uh, I love it. I don't think I'd want to be doing anything else right now. Uh, another one of my goals too is just to make sure we keep the community mm-hmm. and the camaraderie, uh, what it is that uh, Brandon and, and and Steve worked so hard for yeah. for yeah. a few years, and so I want to keep that going. And uh, so, yeah. Well, the good thing is, you know, like me and you, we've been working together for almost four years now. So we know we have that chemistry and we're, you know, you're over the Little Rock location. Conway location is opening up, you know, in a couple of days. So I'm ready for the Battle of Westons to uh, commence because this is going to be still my my shop that I'll be working here. 99 percent of the time the battle has begun <laughs> yeah it's okay a- uh brandon hasn't even unlocked the doors for business yet uh tuesday he comes in the shop he's feeling his oats man he's feeling really good about himself yeah. he's been working on the new shop in conway and he comes up to me and he says oh by the way the battle starts today <laughs> and i'm like whoa you hadn't even had your first customer yet brother well and then Wednesday rolled around, and you were here all day Wednesday, yeah. and you know how busy we were. Oh, yeah. Brandon comes in, and I just looked at him and grinned and said, you're way behind, brother. <laughs> you are way behind. Yeah. So I'm actually going up there today to, you know, finish building out everything. And uh, I've already been there once, but it was everything was just so haphazardly placed because we're just still working on the humidor. Um, man, that place is sexy. It's going to be cool. Oh. Right? I saw those pictures you posted on uh, the straight cut the other day. Yeah, that wall. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the wall with the West End logo. The logo. On it, yeah, that <laughs> it's is so cool. sweet. That is so sweet, man. Yeah. I, I'm so happy for Brandon, and uh, I'm happy for Conway too. Conway needed a place. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that uh, West End Cigars can can provide that for their community because mm-hmm. we have a lot of customers that drive over here from Conway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they need it. Yep. That shop is uh, is really well located. Oh, yeah, uh, we go up to Renewal Ranch uh, uh, monthly, and you just it's right there on the main drag, right there by the highway. It's just impressive. And we I, so yep. about a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon took us through when there was still paper everywhere and all yeah. that stuff, and you just go, wow, yeah, nice nice layout, it's beautiful. Uh, everything's great, and I know they're going to have a big Davidoff centerpiece uh, humidor up there. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to smoking mm-hmm. some of the. Higher-end uh, Davidoffs is, is somebody who enjoys uh, nice cigars. Oh, I'm officially a Davidoff fan <laughs> as of yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had Davidoff. Yeah, so we, was, so was that your it. band up yeah. there that we saw? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, was, we were, I, was, we were, I was getting stuff, and I was like, oh, who smoked the Chef series? Uh, yeah. And so, I've, I, you know, I've had Davidoffs, and I've just kind of been always, yeah, ho-hum. You know, you know my saying, eh. Yeah, and uh, man, I smoked that Chef's Edition yesterday. I know. And by the way, that was given to me by Mr. Will the Master. So thank you, Will. Mm. Oh wow! And uh, oh man, I want to tell you something. That uh, that may be the best cigar I've ever had in my life. Okay. Man. So we so saw so what's gosh. cool is you know how they how they help make that cigar was they got so did you have the american version or did you have the english version you probably had the american version. i'm sure it was the american was it the, the, version and i'm pretty sure it was uh 2018 okay chefs. so 
what they did was they went to all these different chefs and help, you know, create that cigar. And so my goal for this year or the next couple of years is to go to my favorite chef's restaurant, which helped create that cigar and smoke that there. Um, Thomas Culler, the head chef of the French Laundry in uh, Napa Valley in California, helped with that one. So that's all I want to do. That is like my cigar. That's That's my cigar goal is to to do that. And it's the French Laundry. It's super, super high end. I mean, it's Mm. like a fixed menu plate, $500 with wine. It's like $700. I mean, it's going to be, it's just a one-off <laughs> for me, but uh, that's that's just what I want to do. Is just go that's there, cool. eat the food, and then smoke the cigar that's he, helped, awesome. he helped make. Yeah, that'd be a good experience for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Davidoff. Uh, I mean, we t- we talked about my most memorable cigar, and that was that one of those yeah scepters. And it it um they I mean they they make a lot of really good high end stuff. And we, well, and as a show, I'm now happy that we can smoke Davidoff on the show because, you know, we didn't want to smoke anything that you couldn't get yeah. at West End. Right. Yeah. So right. now that we have it, we're going to smoke some Davidoff on the show. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite uh, cigars, period, is the Winston Churchill, also made by Davidoff, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the Late Hour and, and those cigars. And so you, you've always had that. Their high end is yeah spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's Dang. exciting. The new shop's exciting. Uh, bringing David off in is exciting. Yep. So, yes. what's the war of the West Ends? What are we, we're gonna? Is it gonna be like a knife fight? What? Yeah. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of old. Doug. Yeah, we're going to old school. We're going to tie our wrists together and yeah. give each other each other a knife. And well, uh, my my left arm is uh, nicknamed the hospital, and my right <laughs> arm is nicknamed the graveyard. So, bring it on, West End Conway. <laughs> So the left end is because you're still in the hospital, and the, yeah, the right, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out the time because I'm on my not last leg. Yeah. yeah, you and I are the same age. That's not as, as intimidating coming out of somebody our age, dude. No, it's just going to be you know it's that it's nice it's that fun battle that we're going to have because West End Conway is going to blow up. It's going to be yeah. big. Um, yeah, and it's just like it's 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 my shop. It's our shop. But Little Rock is one, so I'm going to defend home turf. Yeah, I'm excited because I mean, you you talked about Brandon and the environment uh, in the community, and Brandon is will be uncomfortable with this statement, but he is intentional and um, very um, good at creating that community. He yeah. got the right people involved, and he he encourages it. He has. Um, is a talent there he doesn't want to take credit for. He, yeah. he says that that's everyone else. And I'm I'm looking forward to where the community goes up there. I'm, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm as a matter of fact, looking forward to talking to Brandon because I think I, I would like a locker up there as well because um, I, it's one of those places we're going to go, much like the Members Lounge here, I'm interested to see the community that builds up there. It's such an untapped market. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're going to record shows up there. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And just to, like you said, there's a lot of, people who come here that are from Conway, which you know, if you're not from Arkansas, you know, these are just names are to you, but it's Conway's 20 miles North, yeah. but there's two big colleges. There's 90,000 people yeah. around the community. But once you leave Little Rock and go North, there's not a cigar shop 
for 150 miles, yeah. something like that. Right. And then, I mean, right. and technically, I mean, it's the, it's the one that's in Russellville, the pet store slash scar shop. Yes. So that counts. But then it's when you get into the more Northwest territory. So you just have that big void of it's needed it, yeah it, it is needed yeah and, and conway is a is a is a very ongoing concern it is it's uh, a growing market it's, axioms out there which yeah. is one of the tech leaders in, in a lot of the identity management stuff and you have uh, dxc and other companies that are building uh headquarters out there right so there's going to be a lot of tech people out there yeah. and uh, younger folks and, and other folks out there um, it's a really neat community. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a very cool downtown, yeah. um, which we like, and, and so I, I'm I'm fired up for it. I I'm, I am still a little concerned about the Battle of West End, um, but <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'm getting back in the gym, so I'll start working uh-huh. out. I'm not sure what it's. Hopefully, it's not like a 50 yard dash or anything. <laughs> no, it, it's going to be intense. They're going to make a movie about it. Yeah, who's a, who's going to play you, <laughs> Clooney? Clooney. Okay, Clooney. I can kind of see that. So no, wait, wait, wait. What's no, his no, wife's no, no, name? I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Tom Selleck is playing me. Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's no, not Tom, Tom Selleck. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tom Selleck. So, because Tom Selleck's like tall. I'm, I'm kind of tall. Okay. So, you know, we kind of got the ish. same, you know, same little facial features and hair. and. No, see, my grandmother I'm, always I'm, told me. She said, Doug, you look like Magnum P.I. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking uh, Foxworthy. What's that, the comedian's name? Jeff Foxworthy? Jeff Foxworthy, no. Or B- Bill Ingvall? Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, he they probably acts me. more like I do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll post this, you know, when this episode drops is who would play us. So you're going to you're gonna settle with who? Selleck. I'm going Tom, with Tom, Tom Selleck. Selleck yeah. All right. Who, who, who would you have? So it would have to be a bigger guy. Um, he has passed, but the most <clears throat> obvious person is John Candy. He's obviously oh, passed because yeah. I look very much like John Candy. Um, and I, so I would go. I would go. Luke Combs. Luke Combs. He's you know a country singer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Mark. Yes. <laughs> that's that's the tie-in. And, you know, obviously. <laughs> He's he's got a great wife. He's getting married next year, and he's a young guy. I think of myself as a young, you know, bigger guy mm-hmm. who likes country music. And so there you go. <laughs> it comes full circle. Wears, wears, a, wears a ball cap and blue jeans. He does. He, does. he wears it a little better than I do. He's got a better <laughs> voice, but we'll take it. So I'm going to go the a Game of Thrones actor, uh, uh, Chris uh, Christopher Hiveju. No, no, not him. Uh, the guy who played Tormund, uh, Tormund Giants Bane. I thought you were going to say Tyrion. No, please. No, the uh, the uh, the wild the wildling the redhead wildling. Oh yeah, that's oh, perfect sure. because uh, I remember watching uh, Game of Thrones first time I saw him on the show. I thought of you instantly. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, I mean we do. We I mean we have the same hairline, the same you know red beard, red hair. We're See both it. we're both big. I mean, I, I've seen pictures. I, I yeah. I'm, I'm a book guy, so I, I've I've read the books, but um, but I've seen a few of the episodes, and I, I see that. I yeah. see that. So, Doug, uh, you know, you, you talked about personal uh, your goals, and I, I just want to throw in one extra goal, just uh, just because I, you know, let's hear set, it. Set the bar high. Uh, I think you need to move soccer into more of a centerpiece of the sporting uh, television we watch here. <laughs> At uh, West End, I, I feel like it's gotten short shrift, and I, I know you are much more receptive and open to new experiences, even though you're older than Steve. Steve is very, 
set in his ways about what we could watch. We ended up watching uh, like uh, like Family Feud instead of a, a Champions League Bag-o. match. Bago. <laughs> and I know you're willing to listen because you've sat and we've, we've watched soccer together. Um, I tell you, the conversations that we've had around baseball in particular, you're one of those guys who's very knowledgeable about baseball. You're a big-time <laughs> baseball guy, as I am. Um, and I've always enjoyed your unique take, although usually wrong, of about course. baseball. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. we, we, we've talked about a lot of situations. But yeah, you, yeah. Uh, in Arkansas uh, has a lot of famous baseball players that have come out of it. But uh, and we don't have to rehash the conversation. But uh, there's a legendary argument that you and I had over, I believe, about two months about Mr. Pete Rose and the Hall of Fame. And and we we those are the kind of discussions in cigar shops because you know it's it's not that serious of a topic it's not politics it's not it brings on good debate yeah and you are fun to argue with because no matter what I say <laughs> when I clearly win the argument you, you keep fighting I I respect that about I'm, you. I'm not a quitter you're not a quitter I am not a quitter and my mom used to tell me all the time son you would argue with a brick wall <laughs> oh that's so yes. yeah you know and I went when it comes to Pete Rose I'll yeah, I'll stand beside him all day long. But you're a Cardinals Yankees fan, right? Uh, Cardinals definitely my National League team. Yankees my American League team. Okay. Uh, my dream series, World Series, would be Yankees Cardinals. I'm a National League guy first, so I'm pulling for the Cardinals to beat right. the Yankees. God, I hate you. Yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> my two least favorite teams. Yeah. Well, but and both teams have a very rich history. Yeah. Um, that's not why I chose. Either one of those teams, uh, especially the Cardinals. I've, I've been a fan of the Cardinals since I can remember, as long as I've been a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Uh, Yankees, uh, I was all, uh, growing up, I was also a big Red Machine, Cincinnati Reds, those Pete Rose, great. Johnny Bench, those guys. And uh, some of the World Series battles the Yankees and the Reds had, I just, yeah. it grew my respect for that organization and that team. That's kind of how I became a. Uh, a Yankees fan. So you and I have sat and debate the, the Hall of Fame worthiness of, of all those Reds on those teams. Those teams were, and you and I are old enough to remember how good those teams were. Those teams yes. were really, those, yes. I, mean, they, I mean, they were so much talent on those field. It was, it was remarkable. I, I wasn't actually born a Cardinals fan. I, my entire family is Cub fans. And, and uh, my grandfather, who was in Chicago, uh, introduced me to Jose Cardinal, who played right field for mm-hmm. the Cubs mm-hmm. and he was uh he was he was flamboyant a uh, player he was a good right fielder he wasn't a great right fielder but he uh he was so nice to me as a young man um that I fell in love with him just he was just right just exactly what a ball player should be he was fun and outgoing and just super super cool to be around um and the day they traded him uh was the last day I was a Cub fan and they traded him, and I said, uh, wherever they trade him, I'm going to be a fan. And they traded him to the Cardinals. Awesome. And then the Cardinals went through one of the darkest periods in their history where they not only couldn't win, they were, I would call it, uh, they had a Kansas City Royals season oh. of this year. Well, uh, I remember those seasons. Man, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, Ted Simmons and all of, There were some great players. They just Ted weren't very Simmons, good. Ted Simmons, love him. But having said that, a good long-term choice for me because the Cardinals have been a, a nice, nice role. 
And, uh, you know, we won't, we'll get into the 85 World Series later. I'm sure Aaron <laughs> will bring that up. But uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see a great Cardinal, Mike Matheny, who is, um, oh, I gee, think, come a, on. an awesome human being and really donates <laughs> to the community, become a, a manager of the Kansas City Royals as they're turning the corner into to a new era. <sighs> yeah, Mike Matheny's our manager. I've now. missed something here. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. He signed, I did not he, know He signed that. like three weeks ago. I'm I'm not not happy. Hey, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not happy. Yeah. But at least I have a World Series that I remember. I was, I was, I mean, I was alive when we won in 85. Right. I was one. Right. But at least I, I remember one. Oh, Mark and I have several that we remember. Rub it in. Just saying. My standard answer. Just saying. When my Cub fan friends would give me a hard time, and they've since won, and I'm super happy for them. I mean, it's my entire family. My wife is a huge Cub fan. But my standard answer up until that time was, do you remember when your team won the World Series and you got so emotional you cried? Mm-hmm. And, and they would go, no. And I said, well, I, I do. Well, <laughs> uh, I got to scratch off uh, one of my baseball bucket list items. I have been to a World Series game mm. a few nice. years back uh, in St. Louis, Cardinals playing the Red Sox. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet. Cardinals went to uh, – Boston first, won, won the first well, – they played two games, three yeah. games in Boston, too. It was the weird play at third where, they, where the interference anyway, called Anyway, they, they went to Boston, won all their games they had to win in Boston, cleaned house, looking sharp. I thought, yep, Cardinals are going to win the series. I'm going to go to St. Louis and watch them win it. Nope. Man, they got back to St. Louis, and I mean – Saint, the the guys on that team they were just so listless. They acted like they didn't want to be out there on the field. And you looked over in the Boston dugout, and they were having a good time, laughing, joking. They were loose in the dugout, loose on the field. They won that first game in St. Louis, and that it was it was over after that. It was. Oh man, man! But it was still exciting to go to a World Series. I've not been to a World so, Series game. Been to been to a, a NLCS and an NLDS game. Um, and but have not been to a World Series. That's pretty. I, awesome. I was this close to going to Game Two in 2015 against the Mets, but I was like, I can't, I can't spend 450 bucks on a ticket. It's crazy. But like, I have family and friends up there, so I was just going to drive up there and right and go to the game. I kick myself all the time for not going. Well, because I should. I mean. Money, I'll make the money back, whatever. But I'll never. I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to see the Royals again yeah, in a World I Series. Think you guys are turning the corner. So. Hey, y'all remember the uh, few years back? Cardinals were playing the Phillies uh, playoffs, and the squirrel ran out yeah. on the field. The rally squirrel. And the Cardinals had the, ra- the rally, rally squirrel. squirrel. Went on and won the World Series. My son and I were at that game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't you say he? Yeah. He, and, he saw and, first. Yeah. Before. Well, there's a lot of people. Well, but. Around us, he was like the first one to see it. Everybody was just uh, having a good time watching the game. All the fans were talking to each other. And my son elbows me. He says, Dad, there's a squirrel on the field. And he points toward home plate. And I look, and sure enough, between the dugout and I believe Lance Berkman was at bat. And I believe – so he looked up. There was a squirrel. And it runs between Berkman, Berkman's legs, you know, and he kind of holds his bat up in there and looks down like, what the, you know, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was, that was funny. That was the year that Carpenter and Holiday dueled in game five. One yes. Of the great, yes. great baseball games ever played. So, 
Well, you want to touch on the cigar? Yeah. Again, coming up towards the uh, towards the end here. Man, just such a a nice mellow smoke. It's uh, had you not told me or if I told you or whatever that this wasn't a scuro wrapper, I wouldn't believe you. It just because when you think of a scuro, you think of you think dark, dark and rich and just you know, black well, almost. Yeah, the fermentation process mm-hmm. to make a leaf become a Maduro takes a while, mm-hmm. and an oscuro is the next level uh-huh. of fermentation. And so the leaf is usually darker than dark. Yeah. But I'm assuming uh, that certain tobacco strands or, or, or leaves or plants, whatever you want to call it, colors are different mm-hmm. in the plants. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it's, I would have never thought this was an Oscuro wrapper, but it is. It's fantastic. And this is one cigar. You don't really have to think too much about it while you're smoking it. It's just an easy smoking mm-hmm. cigar. Yeah. And it's very enjoyable. It is. It's a very good, you know, since we're doing this first in the morning, it's a good first in the morning smoke. It's a great first in the morning smoke. Yeah, it's it, really this, nice. this sets the bar for what else I'm going to have today. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, it's going to be hard to beat it. Mm-hmm. We're going to put though. in the effort. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to yeah. put in I'm the gonna effort. We're going to try. We're not, <laughs> to quote you, we're not quitters. We are not quitters. <laughs> Give me another cigar. The thing I, in particular, like about this cigar, and, and used to be the Don Pepin, which I'm a huge Blue Label and Black mm-hmm. Label guy, you know, yeah. the classic uh, Cuban. And I love those cigars. I mean, mm-hmm. when you talk about that, that Black Label, it was such an incredible, it was a flavor bomb, to quote mm-hmm. what you guys used to, or would say. Um, <clears throat> but I always had burn issues with them. And um, I've, I've been smoked them since. I used to buy them by the box mm-hmm. because I love the flavor so much. The my fathers just do not have any of those problems. No, they, the no. construction on these cigars are top notch. No, it's like I mean, you have a razor's edge. I got a razor's edge, and I'm, yeah, you do too. I mean, these are yeah. just burning even kill the whole way. No tunneling issues. No canoeing. No fast burn, slow burn. It's just been and, really, really nice. And the creaminess has continued, although yeah, it's yeah. a little less than it was in that first third. And I certainly am getting more of the other notes here. Um, a little pepper, um, mm-hmm. like you said, but not not that black, strong pepper. Yeah. But um, the notes are nice. This is, um, I'm not a coffee drinker, Doug, and I know uh, your first innovation as manager in the shop was to put a coffee pot back here in the members' lounge. Yeah, so, exactly. And you were, I know Brandon sold that as you were thinking outside the box. And I described uh, to Brandon, no, I believe everything coffee is in Doug's box. <laughs> yes, yes, so, that's true. But um, this this would pair fantastic with a, a, a nice coffee with a little cream. And I'm, I'm drinking a little coffee right now. And uh, I'm it, it is, uh, you're shocked Did that you I'm drink drinking coffee? coffee? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, only my fourth cup of the day, and it's only... 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, the coffee is going very well with this cigar. This cigar is so good, and you're right on a little more than halfway. The strength is ramped up just a little bit, and I'm getting more pepper now. So, so you know what's funny is like, uh, <clears throat> so I was talking to you know a bunch of the regulars and everybody that listens to us, and they're asking, like, oh, what are you doing this week? I was like, oh, we're going to talk to Doug, blah, blah, and we're going to be smoking the, uh, the La Promesa. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, I haven't had that one in a while. So I go in this morning to the Humanor to uh, grab them, they're all gone. gone. I was like, I was like, crap. Because that box was full like Wednesday. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my god. I was like, we're gonna have to change this on the fly. But then I happened to see another box up top, which is cool because like, 
just talking about what we're doing, it was put, people were picking them up. Yes. Uh, and I've already, <laughs> you're exactly right. Talking to people about this cigar and with the upcoming event. Mm-hmm. And I've already had to uh, pre-order a couple of these boxes of La Promesas yeah. for people. Yeah. So. yeah. So we do have an event coming up. That's the uh, December the 5th. Yeah. Um, this episode will be coming out on the 6th, but we normally do episodes or do events on Fridays. This one just happens to be mm-hmm. on a Thursday. Yes. Um, but you know, if we still have the swag and the giveaway and stuff like that, we'll, and you know, definitely come by and pick up my father. Any of my father's is, is great, but especially this one that we're showcasing tonight or this morning, actually. Um, super, super good. Um, another bit of cigar news I we want to touch on. Um, so this deals with Massachusetts. Um, Massachusetts just passed a the H.4196, which bans flavored and infused cigars. Um, if it, it's going to the governor's desk, if he signs it, it goes inact- to active on June 1st, uh, 2020. There's still time to sign up, sign the petition up until December 16th. So if you're in Massachusetts, you know, sign that. Um, because it's one of those things where it's it's directed towards the the black and milds, the Philly blunts, the mm-hmm. you know, the, the white owls, the all that kind of stuff. But what it's gonna affect is gonna affect your acids, your tobacco special, your um, um, Havana honeys, your CAOs, your, I mean, everything that is a big seller, especially in this shop is going to be affected in Massachusetts. Yeah, it is, is definitely directed toward the type of cigars you were talking about and your, you know, your green apple grape cigars you get yeah. at the convenience store or whatever. And it, I'm sure it is, it's trying to keep underage kids yeah. from, Buying tobacco products, which I totally understand. Well, e- even the law that it wrote up, it, it was talking about how, you know, a pack of cigarettes is $7. Mm-hmm. A single cigar is 95 cents. Yeah. It just so happens that, you know, the premium infused cigars is lumped in with it. Right. Um, it just happens to be the, the, the shitty byproduct of I think it's bad it. wording yeah. in yeah. the bills that are being passed. Um, because, as you guys know and, and the listeners know, Underage kids are not walking into cigar shops. No. First of all, they cannot afford these cigars. No. Secondly, if they do walk in through the door, they're getting carted immediately. Yeah. And will not be sold a cigar. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, the wording of the bill just kind of brings premium cigars into it, which is kind of sad. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely say if this is going on in your state like it is in Massachusetts – Get out there, sign mm-hmm. the petition, and uh, stand up for what you believe in. There yeah, was, he, I saw a change in some federal le- legislation, and maybe this is the change that needs to happen to those legislation as well, that talked about a price point for cigars mm-hmm. um, being exempted from from those laws. Uh, and I believe it was $12 yeah. in, the, in the federal legislation. I understand, uh, so uh, I'm not 17 or 16, and, um, and so... I do think that uh, that I'm okay with, so, you know, those cigars are targeted for a very market. And I, I think that there is some lax enforcement um, in some of the smaller non-cigar shops where tobacco products are sold. And I'd like yeah. to see them be more strenuous about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, I don't want 15-year-olds uh, smoking uh, anything. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Totally. And because, I mean, it, it's, you know, 
that's that's why we have those laws. But uh, th this law concerns me because it is in particularly overly broad. Yeah. And this is the kind of legislation that um, sounds good. I, in my day job, um, get a chance to talk to legislators. And when I was in Illinois, there was a legislator who was uh, somebody who we talked with regularly, a very good yeah. guy, decent uh, guy. And he said, and I, he knew that I owned a cigar shop. And he said, Mark, it's just hard because... The legislation in its in its intent, mm -hmm. which is to keep young kids from smoking, is not like something it's yeah. you're going to win an argument about. Yeah. But the fact is, when you write this overly broad leg legislation, what happens is it has really uh, much bigger uh, impact than you think. Um, and <clears throat> listen, uh, I'm not saying cigar s smoking is. Uh, is is the the healthiest thing ever but you know it's with a in moderation with a with a, with a bourbon as an adult making life choices yeah. uh, it is definitely something that we should have the right to yeah. do and I, my concern is you know this is part of an overall agenda to to change uh where and where and what and how you can smoke yeah uh, I've been to California, and it's hard to smoke out there. I don't know how our California no. brothers and sisters do it, um, because it's it's expensive yeah. and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And well, it's like I'm going I'm going to the Bay uh, in January. It's so hard to find a cigar shop in San Francisco, in Oakland. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to travel, yeah. you know, 45 minutes out. You want a dispensary. I mean, there's one on every corner. But, right. you know, at that time, I just want a cigar. Right. But now I, I can't. I You know, yeah. I have to bring my own just because you can't. It's so difficult, you know, to find them, like you said, in California, but especially, you know, where I travel in San Francisco and Oakland. It's just it's so hard to find. So, be, you know, everybody out there, you know, you might not like infused cigars, you know, whatever. They have a time and place. I, I don't say I don't like them because I have them every once in a while. But it's the fact of, you know. Sign the petition, get it on there, especially if you live in Massachusetts. I mean, you have to, you know, ad adhere and fight for, you know, your, you know, your right to do that. And so, and, and again, like I've been saying, you know, support the uh, CRA, the Cigar Rights of America. Yeah, um, absolutely. Right now we have a killer bag yeah. of uh, CRA uh, uh, cigars. Well, I mean, we do. We just got those <laughs> in. And uh, was it, is it 10 cigars? It's 10 cigars. Yeah. Uh, every all single different one of, companies. Yeah, yeah all, you've yeah, got an Opus companies. X in there. Yeah. You've got the the Bull, uh, um, J.C. Newman Diamond Crown is mm -hmm. in there. Every single one of them in there is amazing. Yeah, it's, some uh, limited editions in there. Some special mm -hmm. runs for yeah. just the CRA. CRA is one of those organizations that I've supported since the day it came out. Mm -hmm. We as a shop in Springfield um, gave a discount, and I know you do as yeah. well, Doug. And that, right. that's that's awesome. Um, it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, they need to hear our voice. Absolutely. And, and uh, it's very easy to think of cigar smokers and dismiss them. And, it, you know, it's a... Uh, it is. People are not... It's harder to dismiss when, when they know your voice. Yeah. They have and a it's just that a lot of people are not educated mm -hmm. on premium cigars and people who smoke premium cigars. Um, and I, I guess I get that. I didn't know much about it until I started smoking cigars, you yeah. know. But uh, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about the premium cigar industry. And it's our responsibility, not as employees of a shop, but uh, customers who enjoy the cigars and, and like coming to a place, a lounge where they can sit and uh, enjoy a fine cigar 
it's all of our jobs to figure out a way to educate people. Yep. Yeah. As brothers and sisters of the leaf, um, it's important for us to be involved. As Americans, it's important for us to be involved in, in the process of, of letting your voice be heard. Yeah. So and you, please and, do and, that. Yeah, and you, and, you have the, and you have the avenue to do that with CRA, Cigar Rights America, exactly. with you know, the petition going through in Massachusetts. You can sign up and, and you know, get your voice heard. Um, so, so definitely, definitely do that if you can. And if you can't, um, have your friends do it. Yes. Yep. So it's time to wrap up the show, but we can't wrap up the show without finishing with the best part of it. Million dollars. <laughs> All right. So everybody knows mdbgames.com, Rooster Teeth Productions. This week, whenever you feel anxious, you must twerk in front of the face of the nearest stranger. So I'm going to start. Um, do I do I need to explain twerking to you for you old people? <laughs> right. No, I mess up medicine balls this one time, right. and uh, apparently I'm on the watch list of stuff. No, I understand what twerking is, um, and uh, so I'm going to start with uh, I'll twerk in anybody's face. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. It's My their, man. That's it's really their problem and not mine. I'm not a great twerker, but I'm I'm above average, I think. Um, <laughs> Uh, the problem is that uh, I, I'm i anxious all the time. <laughs> so you're just being nonstop, would be nonstop pop, lock, and drop would, all the time. I would lose a bunch of weight, for sure. Um, <laughs> so it's, so I, I, boy, I don't know. Doug, are you a good twerker? i got to believe Doug is a, an awesome twerker. I've been I, in here when you played. I'm uh, not a good twerker. Uh, oh, you need to work on I'm your I'm not. Game. I, believe, all right, y'all. Believe it or not, my daughter actually tried to teach me how to twerk. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, it didn't work out too well. I've got a bad back. I think I ended up laid up in the bed for a couple of days. <laughs> what a weird injury. I um, go see the doctor. Uh, what did you do? Well, I was twerking. Yeah. Was that workman's the, comp? Workman's comp. <laughs> but uh, would I do this? <clears throat> I guess I would, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. I would have to yeah, twerk just, in their uh, face. It just says the nearest stranger. <sighs> For a million bucks, yeah, I could probably, I could probably pull that off. Um, might get my butt kicked a few times doing it in the wrong face, but you know, for a million dollars, yeah, why not? So, I mean, you could always go with the standard. I'm going to move into the forest yeah. uh, answer. <laughs> right. We're going to have to yeah. get rid of that for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but what about all the little forest people? <laughs> You know, and they're like little the, the elves, and little gnomes. elves, but forest the people. Into the forest would take care of both sides of this because I would feel less less anxious uh, day to day. Less, I would be in fewer crowds, which I now have, uh, you know, anxious anxiety about. Um, but uh, I, wow, this is where I'm. I, I do want to say that, um, for the record. Um, twerking in someone's face is not socially acceptable unless you uh, get permission. I feel like that's important to say that that's not socially acceptable for the record. Right, Doug? You would agree with that? I would agree. Okay. Oh, what What if you're... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You could get arrested? <laughs> Sexual harassment? I mean, I would almost prefer to twerk... I, I, I. All right, here's one. What if you're going to Washington, D.C.? You have the chance to meet the president. And you're about to shake his hand. Uh, you're going to get a little anxious. Guess yes. what, Mr. President? Twerk time. It's, it's going to be like that <laughs> like that scene of Forrest Gump. When we kind of like, I kind of like to see that. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he just, put, <laughs> <laughs> just 
just drop trowel right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna take it because I you know if I feel anxious, it's more or less because I'm at work or I'm at the cabinet shop and you know something's wrong. I gotta fix it. I know all my employees, so I'm not. So they do would that. know. So they would know, but I, like, but they're not strangers, so I think I get a pass on that. I don't really. Before the million dollars part of this question, are you or are you not a professional torker? Uh, I am not. I, it feels to me, Aaron, like I would describe you as a non-dancer generally, unless it was slam yeah. dancing in a mosh pit. I, I can do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can, I can straight edge, or I used to anyways. I'm, Wait, you can I'm, straight edge. I'm now 35. I don't do that anymore. Right. You can barely stand, dude. <laughs> Aaron can straight edge. I, I have feel no like, idea what I that is. I feel like there was a there was a there was a punk club in Chicago that you and I should go to, and I, I should just we should you and I on the dance floor, and I get a couple of clean shots at you, get a couple of clean shots at me. Yeah. That'd be fine. So I've had my, so I mean, I'm a, I was a skater kid. I was, you know, a punk. I still am a punk, a hardcore kid. I've been to many of house shows or punk shows or hardcore shows or whatever. There was a time. So we have a, we have a small club here. They've moved or closed down since then, but they had a Juanita's. They have a metal pole in the middle of the, of the floor. I dislocated my right arm (laughs) during a show and I had a buddy of mine pop it back into place well, did, you use the, did you use the said pole to pop it back into place no he just kind of i mean he did everything wrong probably he just pulled on it and <laughs> went back in but they're like but i was not missing that show it was a show i've been looking forward to for yeah. for months and months that it just was, hurts thinking about it was it. so bad but like i didn't even tell my parents at the time because i was like 17 at the time Should still yeah i was just <laughs> i was like oh my god but yeah i've uh I'm not the uh, I'm not the world's best dancer. Uh, I've I've done a few dance classes, like swing dance classes and stuff like that. But uh, nice. you know, I I would like to do like you know not really ballroom dancing, but I have some I have some rhythm and flow. I'm sure you do. You're so right. I'm a, I'm a, like you're I always a say like I'm a young man. I'm a ginger with some soul. So I got some moves so in me. I just need rhythm and flow. I'm gonna yeah. Just, it's just we need to think about that for a second. Aaron has some rhythm and some flow. I, I Doug, I have a suggestion for the Battle of West Ends. Maybe uh, a maybe dance a, con, a, dance, a dance con. with the stars. All right, so you can mosh pit. Yes. The only thing I can do is I can two step. That's about the extent of my dancing. So, so my my grandpa, my dad's dad, um, he was at the time the U.S.'s best square dance caller for a couple years oh, in wow. a row. Awesome. So, like, if you look up, you know, Shuttleworth, he was the number one square dance caller in the U.S. I, I don't know when, 50s or 60s or something like that. So you were born into country music, and I, I, I feel much more confident about my transition <laughs> of getting you to transition to, like, country and southern rock. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So you would take the million dollars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm taking it. Yeah. Would you? No. No. And the reason is because I have a job. I would have to quit. And I, um, because I have a job where um, there's a lot of stressful meetings, mm-hmm. contract negotiations, those sort of things. <laughs> and there's, there's zero situations where that would be not a complete deal breaker. You're just sit, you're sitting at the, you're sitting at the table, <laughs> right. you know, around everybody and you start getting this. Get this right. urge, you got to go. He right. crawls up on top of the table and just goes around. Because oh, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. Right? Yeah, you, you got a full board. You got to right. do it, do it Not right. Halfway. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that oh, would God. be socially unacceptable. Although my customer here, um, 
uh, is got one of the great sense of humors of all time and uh, would very likely uh, jump up there and join me for the first couple times because uh, we had a big meeting and he wore a uh, he wore a mullet wig um, to the meeting um, because he's, nice. he's just got a great sense of humor. Um, and so I, I'm a no. Uh, I do want to point out a couple things. I kind of want to clarify on the million dollars. But we say a million dollars is a lot of money. A um, million dollars 20, 20 years ago was a lot of money. Yeah. A million dollars now is not enough to retire. It's not. And it's, um, it's enough to think you can retire, but actually factually, it's not actually factually accurate uh-huh. that you can retire with a million dollars. And so, um, so the move to a cabin in the woods, I would have to probably eat ramen noodles. See, I, I don't life. think of it as that. I think of it as, you know, 20 years of a salary of $50,000. Right. Tax-free. I mean, so you can spend those 20 years doing something else you enjoy. Yeah. You can do art. You can do whatever. Face. I mean, you would be, well, I mean, he, I, I would be 55 by the time that ended. I would think by then, you know. Oh, you could just say. Five million dollars, but <laughs> boom, five million. Yeah, that, that changes. Five million right. changes the equation. The question is, but yeah, but but I mean, for fi- a lot of people, do any any card I pull, you would take five million. That million is right on the cusp of, is it is it worth it or not? Yeah. So I, I yeah. think the real clarifying question really is, do you have to wear the booty shorts uh, that <laughs> to are, go with it? To go yeah. with it because that's really kind of obligated with the twerking mm-hmm. that you're wearing the really tight <laughs> booty shorts. <laughs> Um, because I want to say that's a dealer's choice. <laughs> dealer's choice. Uh, who's the dealer? Am I the dealer or is the person who's getting twerked the dealer? So wait a minute, Mark. If you get to wear the booty shorts, you're doing it? Is that no. what you're saying? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, yeah. no. I'm a no because if I can't quit my job, um, then I would be forced to quit my job. Yeah. And that million dollars would not be enough. All right. Well, two, two yeses and a no. That's, that's, that's a good enough. But, uh, yeah, let us know if you would take the money or not. Nice. Um, again, we're smoking the My Father La Promesa. Smoke it. It's really, really good. Um, nice. Come up here. We'll have some for you. Um, you know, reach out to us. You know, if, you in, if you're in Massachusetts, you know, get your voice out there. Let it be known. Um, support Cigar Rights of America. Sign up for that. Uh, we have plenty of flyers here at the shop if your other local b&ms you can do it uh month to month you can do a lifetime all at one time where they still you know it's a 12 month payout but it's a lifetime cra membership Mm -hmm. um you know with us with being saints and sinners we get a we get a year with that so we're we're supporting it you know proactively with it um plenty of revenue or avenues for you to uh to get out there and, and, and support them. And do you get a membership be... with the, with the, uh, with the 10 pack still, you used to get a membership with pack with those membership card, mm-hmm. or at least an opportunity to join. Yeah. Really um, the CR that. that's a, if you want to, you want to spot, you want to help uh, promote CRA. That's a great way. Cause uh-huh. you get 10 pretty awesome cigars in there for the, for the price. And that's, that's a great way as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good pack and it's a, I, 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 I expect, and it's a humid, humidified pack. Yeah. And especially with, you know, black Friday, we're probably going to sell quite a bit of those for the holidays. Yeah. yeah we've already sold a few and, uh, yeah, I picked up one. You picked up I one. I mean, right away. You just got to let people know that you've got it and yeah. people are interested yep. immediately. Yeah. So yeah. Doug, Doug cornered me as soon as I walked in and <laughs> pointed, and I said, of course. Yeah. And yeah. so to me, I mean, we're going on vacation here next week, uh, Paul and I are, and it's one of those great to throw in the uh, 
the the bag yeah. uh, because it's it's humidified, it's protected, and yeah. it's a nice it's nice. And yeah, way once to you tents. open it, I think it's got like six months of life left. It. Yeah, those cigars ain't gonna last you six months. No, I not mean, me at least. No. Maybe yeah. you. No, maybe shit. I don't know. I do have quite a few cigars I have to smoke through. I've I've put myself on a. It's funny because I put myself on a buying cigar hiatus because I have so many. I just need. I have like five hundred. I was like, I just need to start smoking some of this stuff. And then I walk in and see those. I was like, okay, I'm going to start after I buy this, this one. This is the last purchase. That's the way it always starts. Cigar collecting. I know. I need yeah. to that need, we smoke should, them, Aaron. I know. We should smoke I, am, them. I am, I am, I am, I am. We should talk. Um, I know Brandon is, or, or some, you know, someone who is like you and I who collects. It would be uh-huh. interesting. I'm interested to what other people put back. I I confessed in the last podcast that I put the Inejos back uh-huh. and have a lot of those because that's that's my go-to cigar um, for for special moments and uh, be interested to know the cigars that people are saving. I do have a bunch of ones that I yeah. I enjoyed and I said I'd really like to see this cigar with some age. Yeah. Some cigars don't need age. Like I don't age Perdomos. Yeah. Because they're well aged when they show up um, and I I don't have uh, control. And so, uh, plus I know you have them in there. I don't age Perdomos, but some other cigars um, are could use some age. That, mm-hmm. And, and I, they're, they're sitting in my humidor. It'd be interesting to know what people are aging. I, I think an, uh, what do people save and what do people age mm-hmm. discussion would be an interesting one. Yeah, so you can reach out to us through Facebook, through yeah. Instagram. Our email is the Straight Cut Podcast at Gmail. Yeah. Um, Plenty of revenues out there to yeah. to reach out to us. I've had a couple of people already reach out to me through the uh, through Facebook, and that that's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, uh, David uh, Hogg commented on the Facebook that he was a little <laughs> concerned there'd be too much Manchester United try, uh, and we we certainly welcome his Chelsea views. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, they've had a very good year, uh, and actually uh, some of Doug's relatives uh, reached out to me last night. They they heard the first that's podcast. Right. <laughs> And agreed Shout that out they to were the Groves family. Yeah. Uh, Pam and Sam up there, who are uh, who are awesome, and uh, who uh, who confirmed that they are not huggers. So there was a confirmation <laughs> that there was no hugging in the Groves family. Although definitely, definitely Pam says that she's working on uh, yeah. being a little more uh, huggy. So I've got some news for you guys. Don't know if you've heard it. Uh, Will, that works here at the shop, just got back from New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in a cigar shop, I don't know which one, in New York. Got to talking to one of the gals that works at the shop. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, I work at a cigar shop in Little Rock, Arkansas. And her eyes got big, and she looked at him and says, oh, oh, I know um, something end. And he goes, oh, yeah, West End, West End Cigars, I work there. And she says, I listen to the podcast. What? He goes to New York City and randomly meets a girl that works at a cigar shop. And she listens to this podcast, that so that was kind of well, cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so who, I don't know who it is. I don't. So, whoever, if you're listening to the show, please let us. Know. Yeah, let us know. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so. That is so cool. That's, yeah. It feels like that needs to be added to the trip list and go up and see. Them well, in and and there's there's a couple guys up in New York that I've done some trades with, and they have their own podcast too. Oh, cool. That I've, I've, we're going to be on each other's show and everything. So, I mean, if I were got to go to New York, I, I mean, I'll make a couple other stops. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome. That'd be so awesome. cool. Well. Thanks for being on, Doug, and good luck Thank with you, the uh, the future endeavors that you have with the managerial side of Well, I of appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Uh, I always enjoy being on here with you guys. So, well, you're Mark, a great, you're a great Mark, guest. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Doug. Thanks yeah. for being here, and uh, 
keep Aaron straightened out, buddy. <laughs> well, I'll do what I can. You know, it's uh, it's it's a challenge, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep him between the navigational buoys, to quote uh, yeah. Mister uh, Jimmy Buffett. Um, yes, sir. And uh, we'll we'll work on that. And it, you are a great guest. You're one of my favorite guests. You are. Uh, you are one of the funny people that I uh, I enjoy talking with you because we uh, we laugh the entire time. So. Thank you, Mark. Love you, brother. And next time you're on, uh, just a little teaser. We need to talk about the golf cart incident because I think the uh, podcast okay. crew needs to hear. <laughs> we can do that. Hear. Little little teaser morsel little right teaser. there. Well, yeah, story yeah is, the thing is, I've got one story and you've got a totally different story. So you <laughs> so I you've mean, got the marketing spin from the the Groves family, uh, and yeah. I've got what happened. Yeah. But anyway, future, it'll come up in the future, yeah, folks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, again, La Promesa this week. Check it out. Get your, at your B&M. Get it here. Just smoke it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an right. amazing smoke. So, we will see you next week. Be the good. Later. Adios. Adios.